0: Yeah, amen. Wisdom in perilous times, having the wisdom to navigate difficult times. Hallelujah. Bible says in Second Timothy three verse one, know this that in the last days perilous or difficult times will come. Amen. Difficult times will come. The Bible promises, God has promised, Jesus promised that we will have difficult times as the sign of the end time. Hallelujah. When we are drawing close to the end, life will be hard. Amen. Life will be difficult. Life will be so, so, you know, um, tumultuous. You know, you look at the economy. They say we are running towards hyperinflation. You wake up one morning, the petrol fuel price is one thing. The next day, another, another uh, size uh, money. It's like you can't even you can't even budget. Things are just running away. You wake up one more morning, the gas bill or heating bill has quadrupled. Hallelujah. And you wonder, what is going to happen? Everything is going up but your wages. Um, How many understand what I'm saying? Everything is going up. Everything is difficult. Things are not working. Everything is so, so difficult. But we have to find a way to live. In Isaiah chapter 33 verse 6, the Bible says that, Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of, of your times. In, in other words, when times get difficult, when times get hard, when things look so, so tough, you need a certain type of wisdom to stabilize you. Amen. You need a certain type of experience, a certain type of knowledge to make you able to navigate or chart your course out of the difficulty. And that wisdom is not cleverness. So wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. The scripture is saying that what will save you, what will save you is the wisdom of God. And that wisdom of God comes from the fear of God. In Psalm 14 verse 1, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Hallelujah. No, a fool says in his heart there is no God, isn't it? He says that a fool says in his heart, Psalm 14 verse 1, a fool says in his heart that there is no God. In other words, if you are foolish, you don't believe God exists. In other words, if God wants to abandon you to the difficulties of the times you live in. He will allow you not to believe that he exists. He will allow you to your devices. Amen. And that will bring a lot of problems to you. In Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10, the Bible says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Hallelujah. And for by me, that's for by wisdom, your days will be multiplied. And years of your life will be added to you. If you are wise, if you are wise for yourself, you'll be wise for yourself. If you are a fool, you will bear it alone. Hallelujah. If you are wise in this day and age, you'll be wise for yourself. Things will work for you. But if you are foolish, you will suffer the consequences of a fool. Hallelujah. So today we want to start a series of conversations about having this wisdom that will help you to survive. Someone says, I need the wisdom of God to survive. Or say like you mean, I need the wisdom of God to survive. I don't know about you, but I need the wisdom of God to survive. I read somewhere in the Bible that uh, it is by wisdom that a house is built. And by understanding, is it filled with goodly things? Which means that you don't need money, per se, to build a house. Uh, Building of a house will be the most expensive um, asset that you will have. Amen. And filling it with nice things will be the second one. And it takes not money... According to the scripture, it's not money, it takes wisdom, it takes understanding. Amen. So we are going to look at this wisdom. I've just finished writing a book about the wisdom of the ant and the locusts. The Bible says that the ants are a people not strong. The locusts don't have a leader, but they match in ranks. They match together. You look at an anthill. An anthill can be like nine feet tall. Look at the size of the ant. Look at the height of the ant. It doesn't take brute force for the ant to build. It takes wisdom. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. It doesn't take, it doesn't take force because the ant is not very, very strong. When the ant is walking here, you will even see it. So the ant has to use and deploy a certain type of wisdom that will make it su- survive and succeed, and that is the same wisdom that you and I need to survive. The dinosaurs and uh, all those big, big extinct um, creatures—they relied on brute force and brute strength, without wisdom—and see what happened to them. They don't exist anymore. The ant is still here. The locust is still here. It doesn't matter how strong a pack of elephants are. When they see locusts coming, they run. It doesn't matter how fierce lions look as they are coming, the pride of of lions. When they see a swarm of locusts coming, they run. One locust is not, is very insignificant. But when they come together as a swarm, countries are afraid. As soon as they come, there's a famine in the land. You can't kill them. When they are together, you can't kill them. You know, what I discovered is that that for many villages and towns, what they do when the swarm of locusts is coming is to build fire. So fire around the village or the city. And this fire is like big flames. And you know what the locusts do? They send the first battalion of locusts to go and die in the fire. They jump straight into the fire. Do You know what they go and do? They kill the fire for others to pass. So, it doesn't matter how, how big the fire is or how big it is. They will, they will find a way through. And I also discovered that ants can make a human chain or a human bridge, an ant bridge. They link with each other. They link with each other. Then others walk on their backs to cross over. So they see a stream. They want to cross over to the next place. They link chain, 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 chain and they walk through. Human beings with all our wisdom. Our selfishness and our pride and our self-ambition and self absorbation and all those things. It doesn't allow for us to sacrifice for others. It doesn't allow us to deploy a certain type of wisdom. But today, my prayer is that by the time we finish this series, you will begin to think differently. You will begin to think far differently from the way you ought to think. You know, when we say wisdom, immediately people are thinking about cleverness, people are thinking about, you know, Intelligence and all those things. No, 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 no. When you look at the book of James, James chapter 3, it tells us the difference between the God type of wisdom and the world type of wisdom. Let's look at it quickly. I want to set the stage, then we can move on. Is that all right? All right. James chapter 3, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show, show it by their good life. By deeds done in humility that comes from, God, from wisdom. If you, you harbor bitterness, envy, self-ambition in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but it's earthly and unspiritual, demonic. Amen. For... Where there is envy and self-ambition, the, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But wisdom, the, but the wisdom that comes from, from heaven is first of all what? Pure and then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Hallelujah. So in this scripture... James is telling us that there is a certain type of wisdom that is self-absorbed, ambitious, full of pride, full of envy, you know, full of bitterness and all those things. But that type of wisdom, it is not from God. Hallelujah. But the wisdom that comes from God is first pure, is peace, love, and considerate, submissive, full of mercy and goodness. It is that type of wisdom that brings stability in unstable times. Hallelujah. That turns difficulties into everyday life for you to achieve success. Hallelujah. There's a certain wisdom. You see, in the Bible, you see, God always tells us through the scriptures to mimic certain creatures. Like Jesus said that be wise as serpents and humble as doves. A serpent will be in a place and you never know it's there. It can live there, get married, have children, have grandchildren, cook, clean, wash in the same place and nobody will know it's there. How I many know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that, is how, that is how you, you can survive. He says that be wise as serpents. Think like a serpent. Most creatures have been extinct. If any creature needs to be extinct, it's the serpent. Because it's so disadvantaged. The serpent hasn't got good eyesight. It has no legs. It has no ears to hear. It uses vibration. It uses its senses to sense. There's so many disadvantages with the snake. And yet the snake has survived up to now. The snake will survive in any atmosphere, any climate. You put the snake in the desert, the snake will survive. In the coldest part, the snake will survive. In winter, it will survive. In In summer, it will survive. Why? Because the snake has a certain type of wisdom. Amen. Amen. And that is the type of wisdom we need. The scripture that I looked at is that there are four little creatures. They are not strong. The ant, the coney or the rock badger, the locust and the spider. Look at the spider. You go to Buckingham Palace, that's right, that's the spider is there. <laughs> <laughs> go to uh, the White House, De- the have spider have is there. Go to your house, the spider is there. There's a certain wisdom the spider uses. Amen. You read the book when it comes out. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I want us to look at the wisdom that God is trying to get us to have. Amen. And he says that that wisdom starts with the fear of God. That wisdom starts with what? The fear fear of God. Because a fool will say that there is no God. But a wise man says that there is God. And when I'm going through difficult times, let me consult him. Let me find out his mind in this area, his mind in that area. How can I survive? How can I achieve? How can I succeed? God, show me the way. Then he says, okay, now go to the left. And we read in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 27, that, was that God uses foolish things. So God uses things that don't look strong. Things that don't look, you know, wise. Things that don't look uh, noble. God uses those things to confound the wise. He uses those things to make life better. Amen. So, if we are going to consult the wisdom of God, then the things that God is going to make us, deploy for us to use, they are not things that readily comes into our minds to use. Am I making sense? Because conventional wisdom will say one thing, but God kind of wisdom will say another thing, which is totally opposite from conventional wisdom. If you look and listen to conventional wisdom, you will not take certain decisions. Amen. But the God type of wisdom, if you deploy it, you survive and you succeed. Am I making sense to somebody this morning? Hallelujah. So, my prayer is that we will become. People that deploy the wisdom of God. Now let's look at Ephesians 5.15. Ephesians 5.15, are you there? He says, I see that you walk circumspectly, not as what? Fools. Amen. So we are now starting our journey on looking at the wisdom that comes from God. And the first thing God is saying is that see that you walk wisely. Amen. Wisely and not as fools. It is very easy to walk as a fool. And it's very difficult to walk wisely. Amen. Now Second, second, Verse 16th. Let's go. We are reading it. Redeeming what? Redeeming what? So the first step to wisdom is time. Somebody say time. time. The first step to wisdom is time. If you are going to be wise then your time must be spent properly. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You must redeem your time properly. Now, how many will agree with me that the conventional wisdom in our day and age age is to spend or misspend time? Uh, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm preaching to the right church. Uh, I don't know whether you are you warming up or I need to warm you up some more. No, the conventional wisdom these days is to spend time foolishly. Let me break it down. The conventional wisdom now is to be on social media, is to be around watching uh, what do you, Snapchat, TikTok, uh, uh, what do you call it? All those type of things. That steals your time. Take your, time, reverend. Take your time. The foolish person is the one that spends or misspends time. Without realizing that time is life. So when you misspend time, you spend life. Time is also opportunity. When you misspent time, you are misspending opportunity. Time is also money. When you misspend time, you are misspending money. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Unnecessary conversations on the phone. Hour, two hours. Unnecessary. Gossiping. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Chatting about people who don't matter. About things who don't matter. Spending hours and hours watching YouTube about the lives of people who are doing something and you are doing nothing watching them do something. (sighs) (laughs) Your whole life is spent following somebody who is doing something and you are doing nothing. Following them who are doing something. Somebody's divorced. You have followed like f- six weeks. You are eh, 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 you spend more time on it than your quiet time. You see the the, the place is going quiet. Hey, and I haven't even started. <laughs> you, 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 you see. He says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And then the first thing he tells you is that if you are going to be wise, walk wisely. And if you are going to walk wisely, number one, redeem your time. To redeem means to take back that which belongs to you. Let's say you have a coupon and you take the coupon to Morrison. And you go, you say to the cashier that I want to redeem this coupon. When you give the coupon, that coupon can buy you some shopping. Are you think? It means that you have redeemed the coupon. You have, you have exchanged the coupon for something that you wanted. The coupon is just a paper. But there the, may be the food that, or the grocery you are buying is something you want to eat to survive. Am I making sense? If you have the paper, you can't eat it. But if you exchange or you redeem the coupon, then you can eat what the coupon gets you. Are you with me? If you redeem the time, then you can use the time that you have redeemed for something great. I don't know whether you understood what I'm saying. If you redeem the time, listen, your time is too precious to waste. Uh, I can do a whole camp on this point alone. Your time is too precious to waste. A time spent cannot be regained as soon as it's gone, it is gone. The married couples that always spend time fighting is' a misplaced time <laughs> Because you are fighting with the person. what well, you don't realize that your life is finishing. So is the person's life finishing. Yeah, that time is gone. And the time that you have together is finishing faster than both of you quarreling over nonsense. The day the person is not there. That is when you realize how you have misspent the time. How many have missed some people that you used to quarrel with? And they are not around you. Hallelujah. Amen. Time can be used for training. So, whilst you are sitting vegetating on YouTube, vegetating on social media, you could be using that time to train. To make life better for you. I, the place has gone quiet. As for wisdom, I can wake up, close my eyes without anything. Come and stand here and preach. Because if you are somebody who is a student of the Bible, you see so many wisdom nuggets. That is not used. We don't walk wisely. That is why we are always broke. Please let me give you a disclaimer. I think I need to go and hide behind the pulpit so you know that I am a preacher. Oh my God. <laughs> I may say some things that will offend you. That makes you think, that will probably make you think that I'm calling you a fool, but I'm not. I'm trying to get us to buy into the wisdom of God. Are you with me? <laughs> And I just want you to know that time can be used to train. You see, stop blaming yourself and your parents for not taking to the right school. Now you have time. You can revisit schooling. You can retrain. I I could have been a doctor. It's still not late. You can still be a doctor. I, I could have been a lawyer. I could have been... It's still not late. You can cut your time of frivolity and walk wisely and you can retrain it doesn't matter what area um, I, I, am I am I talking to somebody yeah walk wisely yeah there's Why are you trying to mute me? (laughs) Stop joining those that sing the chorus of woe is me, woe is me. And use time wisely. When you walk around, you will see that there are many opportunities. And I return, I saw that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong, nor wisdom to men of understanding and skill, but time and chance happens to them all. I think it's Ecclesiastes 11, isn't it? Every one of us have the opportunity of using time and chance. If you walk wisely, you will see all the opportunities you need to see. Amen. In all the difficulties, there are opportunities. In fact, most millionaires and most investors invest when times are difficult. When times are hard, that is the best opportunity. E-e- Ecclesiastes 9 11. It is the best time to invest because the Bible says that time and chance will happen to them all. Amen. The race is not to the straight. The battle is not to the strong. Go on. Bread to the wise, riches to men of understanding, which means that wealth is not exclusive to people who are rich or who have understanding all of us have the opportunity to be rich. All of us have the opportunity to make it. If only we are going to use our time wisely. But time and chance happens to all of us. All of us will have the opportunity to use time. All of us, once you wake up, there's a reset. Every morning, there's a reset of 24 hours. 24 hours for you, 24 hours for me. 24 hours for Bill Gates. 24 hours for Elon Musk. 24 hours to every one of us. As to how you use your time and how they use their time it's up to you. And the scripture we read before says that see that you walk circumspectly Not as fools redeeming the time. Walk as a wise person. And if you are going to be a wise person, the first thing you need to do is to redeem time. Take that time back. Amen. How many are going to take your time back? Time is, time is a friend, but time is not a friend. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Time is a friend, but time is not a friend. Time is fast. You see, as you watch the clock, the hand of the clock going tick, 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 tick. So is your time taken out. So are your opportunities taken out. Am I, am I making sense? There are some people, they are a waste of time for you. (laughs) Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. How many have some time-waster friends? As soon as they come, it's all conversations of frivolities. Talking about fashion, talking about hair, talking about wigs, talking about eyelashes and all sorts of things that really don't matter. Uh, How many have people like that? People like that, put them on agency list. Which means that as soon as they call you, you talk two minutes, I have something urgent to do. I will call you back or I will speak to you later. That is the agency list. Because you can stay on the phone with them three hours and after three hours, when you put the phone down, you don't know what they said to you. Nothing was added. Because 90 took place. <laughs> How many have people like that? And there are some, some too, by the time you finish, you are depressed. That means they've taken from you. You are angry. Or you feel... You you feel insecure after talking to them. You're about to go off tangent. You know, there are are some friends. He's trying to connect you to a useless guy who's going to finish your life. (laughs) I want you to tell you to my friend. These are all agency-less type of people. You, you, there are different categories of friends. You have the acquaintances, you have the casual friends, and then you have close friends, and then you have your comrades. Do you understand? Your comrades and your close friends—they are people that must have a certain type of thinking. Bible says in Amos chapter three, verse three: "How can two work together?" Except They agree. The people that are close proximity to your ear must have a certain type of thinking. They must be going somewhere or else you must delete them. Do you understand what I'm saying? I have a lot of acquaintances. I don't have a because a lot of friends are not going where I'm going. So I can't have them hanging around me. If you are going to work circumspectly, it means that you are now valuing time. You know that your time is limited. I always say that the time to make money is so short. If your most uh, productive time ends at 65, it means you calculate the amount of time you have left to be productive. that will tell you that spending useless time on social media is an enemy to your life. Uh, do something with this, this. I don't like this mic. Let's go back and read a scripture. We're reading a scripture. Mm. <laughs> Ephesians 5. How many are getting wisdom? I know you are a doctor. I know you, are, you have done PhD. I know you have done all those things. But that doesn't guarantee that you are wise. <laughs> wisdom has nothing to do with education. Um, <laughs> we have educated fools. <laughs> I didn't say it. Somebody said it. <laughs> the fact that you are educated doesn't mean you are smart. No. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm waiting for you. I'm stalling so that you get to Ephesians. Redeeming the time for the days are evil. Go on. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Hallelujah. No, no, no. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Go to 17 and stay there. Understand what life is about. Amen. Now you've made it even worse. I sound like I'm in a tunnel. How many know that um, when you don't know the use of a thing, abuse is inevitable? How many know that? Yeah. So when you don't understand what your life is or life is about, you are likely to abuse your life, misspend your life, your life is not just to come on earth, eat, work, get a house, get a car, move around, buy a few clothes, buy a few hairs, buy eyelashes, look miss pretty, miss beautiful and you have a very nice, uh, what do you call it? Wedding, nice marriage, uh, uh, 3.2 children and a dog and then your, your children also have children and you are on the way to the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Retirement home, and then you have died. You existed. You didn't live. How many understand that? You didn't live. You just existed. You just passed through. You just passed through life. Your life didn't mean anything to anybody. You didn't make a mark on this earth. You just came and went. I like reading the the book of uh, Chronicles. And Nima came and he lived and then he died. Then Ezra came, he lived, and then he died. Have you read those scriptures? It's like all the names, they just came. They did live and died. They came, lived and died. They came, lived and died. It's like, ah, so. But then you see. A whole chapter is dedicated to a certain person and their life story. What they did, what it means is that their life meant something that 4,000, 6,000 years after, we are still learning about life with their life. No, I don't know where you understand what I'm saying. Their life have made so much of a difference in our world today that you can never talk about uh, uh, life without mentioning David. Because his life meant something to all of us. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So understand what life is about. A lot of people are rich. But they don't understand what life is about. That's how come. Now the riches enter into their heads. Then you see them taking drugs. Because they don't understand the purpose of life. Then they become suicidal. And then die with all the wealth, with all the acclamation, with all the name they have, they just end up because life becomes meaningless. Um, How many understand what I'm saying? So the second thing about being wise is understand what life is about. Life is not about food, clothes, and shelter. Life is not about your hair and makeup. I'm not saying those things are, are not important, but there's more to life than that. Life is not about education. As good as education is, I believe, I'm a strong believer of education, but life is not about education. Hallelujah. Life is about making a mark on the earth. The reason why God made sure that every one of us had a unique Fingerprint is because every one of us, you have a certain mark that you can leave on the earth that no one else can leave that mark. I, I don't know whether, there are 8 billion people on the earth, isn't it? If I put my finger here, that fingerprint is a mark that is unique only to me. Nobody else in this life will have that mark. Not even my twin will have that mark. How many understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is what life is about. Life is about you making a mark. Making a difference. It could be making a difference in one person's life. 100 people's lives. 1 million people's lives. Many, many millions people's lives. But you must make a difference. In this life. That is why you have a unique fingerprint. Hallelujah. What is the purpose and the meaning of life? Understand it. Because if you don't understand it, you are likely to misuse life. How many have had a, a book, uh, what do you call it? A manual to maybe fix a bed or fix a table. And you didn't read the manual, and you tried to fix the table, and then when the table was fixed, but a few screws and a few uh, what do you call it? Bits are left out. <laughs> How many have done that before? <laughs> you have fixed that the thing looks like a table, it's still standing, but a few bits have been left out. Yeah, you see that the, the bed is like <laughs> or the, the table is leaning like that. <laughs> all right oh stop it go go away (laughs) you know i never look at any manual i haven't got the patience to look at manuals and so i'll build something i remember one one day i i fixed the computer table and my wife is the opposite she likes to read everything and she read and she's making noise in my ear i said go away i've got this covered i know what i'm doing so i did the whole thing Then you see the 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 keyboard drawer that is supposed to come out. Ma was going in and not coming out. (laughs) (laughs) And then she came, she stood behind me and said, Are you sure that's how it is? I said, Yes, that's how it is. (laughs) It's a new one, it's a new one. Because I didn't want to say that though, I missed it. No, 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 no. That's how it is. I don't think we use that table for long. If you don't read the manual, and the manual of life is the Bible. If you don't read the manual to life, you are likely to make very expensive mistakes. Am I talking to somebody? So therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of God for your life is. What has God called you to do? How many know that when you get into your destiny and your purpose, life is easier? And life is more enjoyable. Do you know that footballers who, who, are, who are born and skilled and bred in football, they never, don't get tired. They can play four games within a week and not be tired and want to play more. <laughs> because that's their calling. You know, somebody who is called to write, they will write and write and write. Even when they, they forget that it's morning or night, they lose track of time track of the day, and because they are in their elements, writing. But you, when they say write an essay, you write three lines, then you start looking at the ceiling. <laughs> say, oh God, when will life finish? How many understand what I'm saying? When you go to work, after 30, 10, you start looking at the clock. When will it be lunchtime? When will it be 5 o'clock? Because that is not your calling. When you are in the place where it's your calling, you look track of time and you work better. You do better and you earn more because you are in your will. You are in the perfect will. You are in the right place to be. Hallelujah. So, don't join everybody to be a a doctor because everybody is becoming a doctor. Everybody has to be a lawyer, so you want to be a lawyer. I don't have anything against all those everybody is trying to sit, go have a nine-to-five job, so you are going to sit and do nine-to-five. You are not called to be like that. Where is your calling? What is the will of God for your life? Where has God placed you in life? If you understand your calling and your place of purpose, life is easier. Amen. Creating wealth becomes easier for you because you are in your place of purpose. You know, when you work for money, you never get money. How I many understand i was saying? Those who work for money are always broke. But when you work for the passion and the love of it, you always have money. That's the difference. Yeah, rumor's gone quiet, and I don't know. Work for passion and not for money. Because 95 collecting money, it is not a lot. It's not anywhere. Because you are not putting yourself into it. So you are gaining something very minimal from it. You hate it and they hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. But when you find your place of purpose, your energy comes. That is when, when you are sleeping, you are thinking. When you are having a shower, you are thinking. You are inventing new things. You are thinking outside the box. You are seeing things that nobody can see. Then you become valuable. Then money man is only a reward to something that is done well. Amen. Let me finish this the passage quickly. Verse 18. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation but be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, what the scripture is saying is that let us not be intoxicated with the things that brings us pleasure, but let us be filled with the Spirit of God that enables us. I will break it down. How many know that we all drink a wine of what pleases us? Um, You are quiet, so I'll take it that you don't understand what I'm saying. Everyone, if you are somebody that gets drunk on, uh, what do you call it? Social media. That's your thing. You can't have enough of it. You're always drunk on it. You understand? Somebody is drunk on watching soaps, and watching what they call a series, watching Netflix, and they can't have enough. You get drunk on it. Some are drunk on football. That's your passion. You can't get you have enough. Some are drunk on watching Nigerian movies. That one I don't understand. You can't get... You know, I, I saw, I saw uh, 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 one on YouTube, and the uh, duration is 5 hours 41 minutes. And I'm like, how foolish is that? I'm going to sit down and watch a movie for 5 hours 41 minutes. Anyway, let me leave it alone. I I can see I'm getting enemies already. (laughs) People are trying to throw daggers at me. I beg you. Keep your dagger. What the scripture is saying is don't be drunk on it. Do you get it? Because you're being drunk on it. It dissipates your life. Your life ebbs away when you are drunk on the things that you are drunk on. Your life is finishing whilst you are watching. Because by the time you finish, five hours, 41 minutes, and that's part one. So part two is another four hours. <laughs> and they will live in a place where you are hungry because you don't know whether the man has killed the wife indeed or the wife is. So you have to go to the another four hours, 35 minutes to get the conclusion. And as you are doing that, your life is ebbing away. Your time and opportunity to create wealth is leaving you. So don't be drunk with wine where there is dissipation. But be filled with the Spirit of God. Allow God to inspire you. Allow the Spirit of God to inspire you into your place of purpose. Allow God to inspire you to get into the place of destiny. When you read a scripture, you realize that anybody God has inspired, they were different. They made something great of their lives. Hallelujah. How many understand what I've said so far? Yeah. I love God to inspire you. What have you been called to do? What have you been called to do? We, anybody who was done nursing here will tell you the story of Florence Nightingale. This woman was the one they attribute as the mother of nursing, isn't it? She gave birth to nursing. And she was inspired to do that. Hallelujah. If you allow yourself, the Spirit of God will inspire you to be the next Florence Nightingale of something. All of us have the ability to create something that has never been before. If only we allow the Spirit of God to. Come in and influence us into the place he has called us to, become, to do. Amen. But we dissipate our lives. We dissipate the opportunity because we, we waste it on drunkenness of wine. Drunkenness of passion. Drunkenness of things that we, we feel we like. Those who like to drink, they like it because that is what gives them Essence. How many understand what I'm saying? Those who drink a lot, it's like when I'm drinking, then I feel good. I feel like I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's go on before I get into trouble. (laughs) Move on quickly, verse 19. By speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. See, these things in, that we are talking about is linked to verse 18 that is talking about allowing the Spirit of God to influence you. How do you allow the Spirit of God to influence you? That is speaking to one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. That is focusing and meditating on the Lord. That is how you allow the Spirit of God to enter and make a difference in your life. Amen. We are talking about wisdom in difficult times. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 12, 32. Of the sons of Issachar who are who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. Hallelujah. Fresh First Chronicles. Are you there? Did I get it right? Did she get it? Yeah. Of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times. The understanding of the times. Do you understand the times that you live in? Do you understand the times we live in? How many are oblivious to what is happening around you? You don't really know what's going on. It's, it's, not, it's not a bad thing. A lot of people don't know. You don't listen to news. Your life is not, it's like the news is happening around you. Things are around you. You're also living. How <laughs> I many understand what I just said. You don't know what time. I mean, you are, you are just flowing. You are just floating in life. The Bible says, of the sons of Issachar, these are guys who made it in difficult times. And the Bible says, of the sons of, they had understanding of the times. Amen. We have just talked about don't be don't be foolish. S- walk circumspectly redeeming the time. Isn't it? Now we are talking about knowing and understanding the times you walk in. Understand the times. Understand the times. How many know that time is made up of seasons? Time is made up of seasons. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 20 says the Bible says that while the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter will never, ever pass. It means that time is made out of seasons and seasons is made up of cycles. Am I making sense? So you must understand that there's a planting season. There's a harvest season. There's a, a season that you have to let the land follow. And there are time to clear up the season, And then start again. I said 26. Are you listening at all? Hallelujah. All right. Let's go on. Where are we? What was I saying? Sorry? Seasons. Season. If you don't know the season you are living in, how many have walked out thinking it was going to be warm and was very cold? give me a wave. And you you, you didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it at all. You didn't take a jacket because the season you thought you were in was supposed to be warm, but it was cold. You thought it was going to be sunshine and it was raining and windy and you felt unprepared. Hallelujah. If you don't know the times and seasons, you'll be cut out. How many still think that you are young in your mind and you are old and don't realize that you are old? (laughs) You see, in your mind, you still think you're a teenager. In your mind, you still think you are young. In your mind, you still think that you are still strong. When you get up from the bed, you are just then your waist is, hey, then, you say, mm. <laughs> then you're there. <laughs> then you're like, can I move this leg? <laughs> if it hasn't happened to you, if you don't get it, forget it. <laughs> Those who know what I'm talking about know, understand what I'm saying. Because your mind tells you that you are still strong and agile. But you get up, you say, hey. Then it's level. How to take the next step. <laughs> you see your leg is just hanging. <laughs> you can't take that step. <laughs> if you haven't reached that, don't worry. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. See, I used to wonder how you hear that, oh, there's the a certain old lady fell on the, in the bath, in the shower and broke their their elbow, broke their leg, and they fell in the bath. Why would he just fall? It doesn't make sense. But now it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Because your mind tells you that you are still strong. So you take one leg and you throw it out out of the bath, shower, and you are supporting your whole body on one other leg, thinking that it's okay. And then your leg tells you, hey, I'm not as strong as I used to be. Hallelujah. Let's understand the season we are in. When you miss your planting season, your harvest will be affected. There will be no harvest for you. They say the way you live the morning of your life will affect the afternoon of your life. And the way you live your afternoon of your life will affect the evening of your life. The morning of your life is your the time for education? Time from six four to maybe twenty four is the morning of your life. That is when you are supposed to educate yourself. Hallelujah. Then the afternoon of your life is where you are supposed to amass and prepare for the evening. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. So, your life is supposed to be used from age 4 to 24, 25 as the morning. And you say, me, I'm finishing school at 16. Now, from 16 to 25 is nine years. That was supposed to be added to your preparation time, training time, that you didn't use. Obviously to affect your, the afternoon of your life. How many understand? The way you are going quiet, I'm beginning to wonder. Dr. Sammy, am I okay? Am I okay? Am I Dr. Sam? I'm okay. I'm the proper Dr. Sam, not the not the PhD doctor Sam. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if you don't use the afternoon of your time well, it affects the evening of your time. You cannot be with, uh, 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 below the age of 60 and always sleep eight hours. I'll ring the bell for myself. You didn't ring it, I'll ring it myself. <laughs> You are here. You are below 60 and you sleep eight hours. You don't understand. No, you don't need eight hours sleep. You don't need nine hours sleep. Some of you sleep 12 hours. Yeah, half of your life is finished. Listen, if you sleep eight hours of the day, how many times, times uh, it's a third of the day. It's a third of the year. So if the year is made up of uh, 12 months, four months of the year you have slept. <laughs> you missed four months of the year in sleep. And if you use another eight hours on social media and talking and all, add it. It means that, half, no, eight, eight months of the year has been misspent. So you only have one third of the year to use. You can't be here, you are below the age of 30. And you say you can't do two jobs. Hey, ring the bell. Ring the bell. No. What are you doing at home? You have gone for eight hour shift and you've come home. There's 16 hours left. What are you doing with the 16 hours that's left? You want to cheat with the big boys. (laughs) No, no. Explain to me why you can't do something productive out of the 16 hours that is left. Oh, I've gone to work. I've come. Then you sit down in your city. You put the TV on, poof, they go channel one, channel two, channel three, channel four. Channel they eat a big bowl of rice, and then you drink, and then you watch Netflix, 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 Netflix. Then it's now uh, eleven thirty. Then you are, you go and sleep. Then you go and do another eight hours and come and sleep. Come and vegetate in front of a TV. That eight hours could be used for something else, because you have your most productive time. In the afternoon of your life, that is when you are supposed to be the most active. Hallelujah. To prepare for the evening season. I wrote in the book, I said, the ant prepares its food in the summer for the winter. So, in the harvest time, the ant is busy everyday working go and take a muscle of uh, corn bring it put it down go again and bring it put it down go again bring it put it down go again other insects are having a leisure time because <laughs> it's like harvest so it's easy to get food they get the food then they go and sleep so winter when the snow has covered the whole ground and nobody can there's no food nothing as the the ant is chilling Because there's a lot of food stored. Whereas other animals are dying for hunger, dying because they can't have anything, the ant has food stored. That wisdom is the same wisdom all of us need to practice. Know that your strength is only active to a certain point. After that, you don't have as much strength. That's why at a certain age, they say you are going on retirement. Cause you can't be as productive as you were. So, if the time you needed to be productive, you were sleeping, it affects your evening. Am I making sense? So, your morning affects your afternoon. Your afternoon affects your evening. Hallelujah. And your evening affects your legacy. A lot of people, when you read, I like reading biographies a lot and obituaries a lot. Uh, Mrs. Sprinkenstein was the wife of something-something, had five children, uh, worked in Mayfair, and retired, and then, ah, uh, you are trying to read some more, it's finished. Then they start telling you the friends, they start telling the classmates, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking about. They start telling you things that really don't matter. It means you didn't spend the life well. Hallelujah. So let us have understand. Like the sons of Isaac, they understood the times and the seasons they lived in. Do you understand the season you are in? And do you know what to do in the season that you are in? It's one thing to understand what the season you are in. It's another thing to know what to do in the season. I'm encouraging somebody here, go back to school because you're still within the season of learning. I'm encouraging somebody here, take another job. Or if you don't want to, you can't take another job, start your own business. You are working nine to five, start your own business. Hello. Be busy, don't sleep. the room has gone quiet be busy you're a young man be busy what is your passion? turn it into a craft work on it sell it bottle it sell it You're a young lady. You can braid hair after you've finished work. Start up a salon and start braiding people's hair. Oh, the room has gone quiet. Okay, let's close that. Let's close since you don't want to talk to me. I, I'm also not going to talk again. Let's go. Hallelujah. Are we learning something? It's time for us to maximize the life God has given us. Amen. Understand the seasons and maximize your life. Do more than you are doing. How many believe that you can do more than you are doing? Oh, give me a wave. You can work a little more than you are working. You can make more money than you are making. Look for opportunities and make money. Look for opportunities and make a difference in people's lives. Hallelujah. Yeah. Just 10 minutes of your time to encourage somebody can be the difference in the life of the person. How many understand what I'm saying? 10 minutes of spending with somebody to encourage them will make the difference in the person's life. Will change. How many can point to somebody who had a conversation with you that changed your life? Had a conversation with somebody and changed your life. You to have a conversation with somebody and change their lives. They will never forget you. That will be the mark that you live on the earth. The best investment in life is to invest in people. It's not to invest in buying houses. No, it's to invest in people. If you invest in a house in Ukraine, 10-bedroom house, now you can't go there to stay there. Half of it has been bombed. What's the use? By investing in in people, that investment never dies. Because as you invested in somebody, the person who invested in another person, the person who invested in another person, the person who invested in another person, your legacy lives on. Stand to your feet.